Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Ends With Z. I'm Juan Fernandez, along with Cecile Munoz, and today we are tackling the rants, the words, and the ideas we all let loose on social platforms that these days really are hard to escape. We're calling it the Social Soapbox. And Cecile, let's get to it. And for our listeners who may not be of a generation where they're familiar with the term social soapbox, mm-hmm. that means, um, I guess, an easy way to explain it is when you stand up on on a platform and right. preach to people. You you let loose and you let out whatever you're thinking, whatever you're feeling to people around right. you. Back in the old days, people yeah. would go into the town square or, or center of town and literally yes. stand on a soapbox or, or a platform and talk to the masses. That's right. Mm-hmm. And what we are seeing today is that it really has become a place to almost air either your personal, mm-hmm. what we call dirty laundry, or to share whatever is upsetting you. And it has become increasingly more of a place where outrage just lets loose. Um, right. And because it is either on a social platform or a messaging platform like WhatsApp, it can go literally around the world in seconds and it hit sure millions of people. And so we think it is very important to talk about it. It's a very sensitive topic, mm-hmm. but we have to talk about it because of the impact it has to you as an individual or even to companies and businesses. That's right. We want to talk about businesses and also individuals. And in the case, Cecile, where it's just a text message or a text post, how you interpret it as the receiver Um, really does affect the message altogether. Very much so. And especially when you think about the form of the messaging, Mm -hmm. right, which is text. Text is very hard to have the subtleties, the nuances, the the irony. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. And LOL now is used to cover a whole lot of different things, meaning you're really not laughing out loud and people don't know if you're being serious or not. But the social platform and, Mm -hmm. and the social soapbox that it affords all of us, it brings promises of good things, which we've seen, uh, and it also can bring a tremendous amount of problems. And we want to focus on both things in in this episode. That's the whole thing with the uh, social soapbox. The pendulum can swing drastically one way or the other. We can use it for a good. People can use it for good. It can also take a negative tone, right? That's right, Juan. And we are Mm -hmm. fascinated and really are committed to exploring the things that can harm us and the things that could really be utilized to make us all have a, a better life and, and be better uh, citizens and very better members of a community. And there's an organization called Pew, Pew Research mm-hmm. here okay. in the United States. They basically track, measure, and research a whole myriad of things in the country from uh, earning potential among races to people's uh, use of certain um, tools, certain resources in the country. It's it's widely, widely used, and, and their reports are really phenomenal tool to better understand why we do mm-hmm. the things that we do. And in 2014, they noticed that social media platforms and the use of social media platforms by we individuals were becoming increasingly more hostile. So that mm-hmm. is important for us to think about. And of course, when you think about it and look at it retrospectively, it hasn't slowed down. It, I think, has hitting very much a an apex of predominantly what it's being used for. And that's why we want to dig into it today to understand what can we do to make sure that we're using it in a manner that is not only going to 
help us as individuals, that right. is going to help our collective voices of members of a society to bring on board either social justice or reform or attention to mm -hmm. something that's important. Right, because it can really open up a Pandora's box, right? Yes, mm -hmm. yes. And you mentioned something earlier that it's not just about you un unleashing your emotions and right. inventing, and it could have a cathartic feel, but you have to stop and realize how how that impacts the other person. And are you really trying to communicate? Are you really trying to engage with a person and try and resolve a problem? Or are you just venting? Because the mm -hmm. data shows that you really don't engage with that person. And subsequently, there's a whole generation of people that are, are now really um, struggling with how do they engage with people uh, in real life on right. a one-to-one -one basis. Right, and we need to do what weed out to the difference between a complaint and, and a rant and whatever we do put out there, people need to remember that it stays out there forever. Even if you do delete it. That's right. It's still out there. And listen, there are times where you, you're very, very upset at an individual mm -hmm. and you lash out. But if you do it in person, or if you do it over the phone or just directly to that person, you have each other to contend with. When you put it through a social platform or a messaging platform, mm -hmm. it it is no longer in your control. It is no longer about you and that individual. It is about everybody. And it mm -hmm. could be worldwide, again, in seconds. So we call putting somebody on blast, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, we want to also talk about the importance of, I mean, especially these days, it seems like everyone is being forced to take an opinion or, or say something. Yes. That staying silent can be just as detrimental as putting out something on your social soapbox. I saw somebody, um, again, in social media, somebody holding mm -hmm. up a sign at one of the protests this past weekend, and they said, silence equals violence. And I stopped and I really thought about that for a while. Mm -hmm. and, and we have heard this, forms of this throughout history. Uh, Reverend Martin Luther King made a similar correlation, and, and I agree with it fundamentally. Mm -hmm. And that's why we wanted to talk about this today is, if you're going to speak up, Take ownership for what you're going right. to say. Really understand why you're saying it. And are you becoming part of what is called the cancel society or cancel culture? Mm -hmm. Or are you really trying to make a positive impact by airing out negative wrong behavior, mm -hmm. discriminatory behavior? Right, because we've seen that these uh, call-outs, for example, they definitely feed into your emotion, right? That's they right. feed into other people's emotions. Um, they help drive reaction as well. But on the plus side of things, we've also seen this incredible activism yes. and rallying around certain causes that have mm -hmm. come out from some mm -hmm. of these these rants or soapbox um, messages. And speaking about uh, causes, uh, the World Economic Forum, which is uh, an organization that meets or a forum that meets every year in Davos, uh, Switzerland, that is uh, attended by the world's most important leaders, mm -hmm. uh, be they leaders of countries or leaders of, of major corporations or thought leaders all over the world. And they also noted in 2019 that social media or the social media soapbox has become a very powerful and a very va valuable political tool. Right. And it could, again, be used to bring out the voice of the people amplified and magnified, but it can also, and it also has led to extraordinary amount of disinformation. And Cecile, because there is that good and the bad that comes with social media, I know a lot of companies, a lot of organizations actually put out um, bullet points or, or, or lessons 
that employees have to follow on on what to do when they are posting on social mm-hmm. media because it is most people's right to to speak their opinion, but it can have an effect on a company, right? Absolutely. And I remember uh, years ago, maybe, I don't know, 10 years ago or so, or maybe less, um, where companies, at least in the industry that we work with in financial services, they had teams of people in mm-hmm. the compliance department really monitoring and limiting what an individual could post even on their on their personal sites um, but certainly uh, a group of, of professionals within financial services were not only limited but they were very afraid to post anything because of the ramifications they would have to them professionally and I don't think that really has gone away to to a really meaningful degree in another podcast we talked about social capital the mm-hmm. the the, the currency that we have as a as an individual and as a collective to bring about to the people around us that we afford government and that we afford companies. That's what companies are trying to tap into is the associ- association they would have by associating with you and you going off on a rant that made the company look bad. Well, the opposite is now coming to light. Individuals are taking hold of their social capital and saying, we have a voice, we have value in expressing our opinions and our dislike for you, company X, for having discriminatory practices or having people in your company that don't align with whatever you're saying is is what you believe in as a company. Well, that's right, Cecile. A story came by um, our executive producer's desk not too long ago. It was in his social media feed. Um, It was regarding a social media rant by a nurse in Paducah, Kentucky, who was ranting in a negative way about Black Lives Matter. Mm. Um, The community of Paducah saw it. They wrote the hospital. Um, Our executive producer, Sean, also wrote the hospital. Just as a mention, you know, he he wasn't expecting much of a reaction, but indeed the hospital did react Mm. and had to put out a statement basically saying, uh, Baptist Health does not tolerate disrespectful conduct or discrimination in any form. It has come to our attention that an employee recently made statements on social media, so we're talking about, mm-hmm. which do not reflect the values of Baptist Health and have caused disruption in our ability to carry out our mission to our patients and to our employees. And Cecilia's statement ends by saying, this individual is no longer employed by Baptist Health. Wow. So here you go. Something that may have been a rant, something to get off your chest, has led to a nurse losing a career I'm guessing in a small town like Paducah where word's going to get around. Exactly. But that highlights so many of the things that we're talking about and why we want our listeners to really think about this. Mm-hmm. Leaving aside the fact that I personally think, and I think we all agree, that someone who has that type of ideological belief who is supposed to be um, compassionate and caring mm-hmm. and value all human life equal... I personally have a problem with someone who would have that type of ideology, caring for for individuals. But leaving that aside, let's just really focus on the fact that this person was probably upset, outraged, whatever her emotional state was. She went on a rant and expressed her opinions. I don't think she thought probably for one moment, this is going to cost me my job. Or even go beyond her her immediate circle of followers or friends on Exactly. Mm-hmm. And many times people who go on these rants think that it is their their constitutional right of freedom of speech. Well, 
that's not actually true. That's right. And it doesn't relieve you from the consequences that you're going to bring onto yourself if your belief system or, if I, or your ideology, number one, is illegal, and number two, is offensive, or it goes against the shared values of, first of all, your society that you mm -hmm. live in, your community, and in this case, her employer, who had every right, and I would actually say a responsibility given her profession, to take action. Mm -hmm. And especially a nursing uh, profession, which is seen as a compassionate, loving um, career where you do take care of the patient no matter what. Well, you have a Hippocratic Oath that you have right. to adhere to. I, 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 I wonder how many of these individuals are still employed or how many of these individuals have um, gotten away with so many terrible things because we didn't have the ability to mobilize people right. to bring this to light. So that's the good. That's the promise of social media. That's where we can harness some really wonderful change. And that's where the the council culture, this this um, immediate reaction that we have to, to force change by bringing it to light and bringing our collective voices globally mm -hmm. to, to take action and to force individuals, organizations to change. Yeah, back in the old days, before social media, a rant was said once and maybe forgotten and, and it was it. The, the point today is it stays around forever. And it seems like a lot of these people that go on rants, we heard about the uh, the woman in Central Park yes. who, who wanted to call police on an African-American man who was out there uh, bird watching. Um, putting out an apology later is not good enough. Saying that that's not really how you felt is not good enough. That's right. And there's also a phenomenon that uh, is being tracked by uh, psychologists and sociologists is that when individuals... Um, stand on their soapbox and mm -hmm. talk about whatever whatever thing is that they're believing or they're outraged about. And the more they forward posts or articles that validate this belief system, this outrage, they stop asking themselves, is it true? Do I do is the source reliable? Mm -hmm. um, what is the impact of this? They stopped they stop thinking about it and they become, uh, much more galvanized, they become much more confident in the truth of what they're saying, what they're sharing, just because they're sh sharing it and saying it and people are reacting. And nobody stops to think about, mm -hmm. is this even true? So how do we help our listeners, Cecile, um, better their social media footprint so that they can say something, get something out, and at the same time, be mindful of others and, and of themselves as well? That's a great question, and that's really what matters so much to us. So I, I want to throw a couple of statistics out to you to create a framework why this matters so much. So again, uh, Pew Research uh, noted that 75% of social media apps and messaging um, are, are what introduces Americans, or I should say Americans say that 75% of them, mm -hmm. that these platforms are what introduces them to new ideas and new content. New products. New products. Mm -hmm. new Everything, really. New information, which causes a feeling and a reaction. Mm -hmm. And yet 58% of Americans say that being this connected and, and receiving this much informa information and insight mm -hmm. is making them feel more divided in their political views. So these are two important things to think about. So number one, we're getting a lot more information and ideas and content being poured at us. Mm -hmm. And 58% of us feel that is making us more divided. So that's why we have to stop and first and foremost ask, where is the source coming from? Right. Do I trust it? Do I believe in it? 
number two, then stop and say, how do I really feel about this? And what is it that I want to say? And that's where the pillars of emotional intelligence come in, which Mm -hmm. we've talked about at length in another podcast and what I think is what we will always talk about in our podcast because we always come back to the individual. How do I take responsibility for what I do? How do I become a better person? And if I really feel so compelled to join or to bring to light an an injustice, then I'm going to do it in a matter that is really going to communicate and engage people, not just incite people to have an emotion. I want people to take action. Mm -hmm. So the first step uh, is, again, stopping and thinking, where is this information coming from? Why do I believe it? And what do I want to do with it? And that starts with taking five seconds to breathe, to think, and to then really start digging underneath that layer right. of it, of what is this that came at me and, and why do I want to support it? A lot of self-reflection goes on here, and it does give you a chance to really put your beliefs and your thoughts, maybe mm-hmm. even share it with a friend privately. Talk about it. Talk about it. Mm-hmm. Engage with a with that in, with someone that whose opinion and insight you trust. Mm-hmm. Second is to say before you hit send uh, is to maybe even type out what you want to say. Look at it. Think about it. Reflect on it. Are you really sharing because you want to make a change or you are just plugging into the outrage and everybody else is outraged, so I'm going to send it? Mm-hmm. 60% of news articles or content that is being shared on social media, people don't even read it. They just list, they hear the headline, they see the the emotion that other people are are giving it and maybe the the tweet that they mm-hmm. they mention about whatever they read and they pass it on so they're creating this snowball effect of something that they didn't even read and even if they don't pass that along cecile most people who will see these posts will immediately uh take an opinion on whatever yes. the subject is which can then continue to like a ripple effect continue moving along you and know? it can become a collective truth when it's mm-hmm. not even true or content in context matter. So as I shared, the cancel culture has its origins in the um, the call-out culture, which is a very mm-hmm. important part of the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. We have recently used the term a lot more commonly, speak truth to power. And the reason why we want to focus so much on this, and, and I know we've been talking a lot about the negative effects it has, is because it also has such a tremendous positive value for people, for we the people, mm-hmm. for individuals and the collective to really bring about social uh, ch- justice and change, to really bring light to maybe somebody that is suffering, that needs help, right. that needs a, a fireman who um, is t- severely injured because he saved somebody's life. There's been, uh, through social media, uh, fundraisers created and all this wonderful positivity donation. So all of that, that's why we want to bring light to it so that people understand our own individual accountability in making sure that using this very powerful amplification tool that you stop and think about why you're doing it. Take mm-hmm. responsibility. If you're angry and you just want to lash out, then you should be absolutely prepared for the consequences, which can be very steep, and they're far steeper for an individual than they are for a company. Mm-hmm. And and ask yourself, will I be able to recover from this? And again, that that rant is not something that that you keep to yourself privately or to your, your group of friends. Once you put it out there on social media, most likely anybody can keep it. Mm-hmm. And I've mentioned before, even if you delete it, it's happened before where a celebrity yes. or, or a news organization puts out 
some some information out there on social media. They realize it was a mistake or they have second thoughts about it. They delete it. But by that point, bloggers and yes. other organizations have screen grabbed that that tweet and it's there forever. That's right. And believe me, celebrities have a far better ability to recover mm -hmm. from that type of behavior, as we've seen from certain celebrities and others not, depending on the, the rant, than that nurse will right. ever be able to do or that woman uh, in Central Park. They they put themselves in they put themselves on a platform and I don't know that they were really thinking about the consequences or how how vast this view is going to be but there's also again wonderful wonderful value to this I know that among the African American community and the Hispanic community mm -hmm. we value what social media can give us in the social platforms and messaging platforms because we have found and we saw it with Black Lives Matter and we mm -hmm. saw it with the, the global reaction to George Floyd's murder that people, we feel that our voices really become amplified. We can really make some social justice and social change happen. And that's why we say you have to be very mindful in the way you use it and you have to take personal accountability of the impact you're going to make by pushing send. Indeed. And just going back to Black Lives Matter, you were mentioning that just a few years ago, it seemed like it was a local group. Mm -hmm. Perhaps it had several chapters in, in, in other larger cities. And what we've seen now just in the last few weeks, it's it's been a worldwide. I mean, this thing yes. mushroomed and grew. And now it's a collective voice that mm -hmm. we have seen change come come about from it. So there's another positive aspect. Absolutely. And I think that also that if we if we really want to communicate with each other, if you really want to bring out the very best of our humanity, then this is a wonderful tool and it's a very powerful tool because it, it takes the one-to-one -one and puts it on steroids. It takes it to the one-to-many, to the mm -hmm. one-to-million and even billion in of people. And we can't even wrap our heads around that, but we see that happen every day. So another, another piece of advice we would share with our listeners is to say, um, Stop and ask yourself, am I going to regret it? And mm -hmm. believe me, I have been really angry sometimes. And those of you guys who really know me know that I, I have a really, really strong um, anger button, but I keep right. that under control or under management. But there are times <laughs> where I may have really been upset at something and, and I've said, I don't care. I don't care whatever happens. Just I don't care. Mm -hmm. But if I sat and thought about it and let myself stew in, in my own emotions, right. yeah, I would have regretted it. And no, I wasn't going to really get the outcome that I wanted. No, I wasn't really going to tell that person, you really hurt mm -hmm. me. I was just going to lash out. Are you going to feel any better after yes. you've hit send and after you've put it out yes. there? Yes. There's a lot of catharsis. There's a lot mm -hmm. of release and, um, that, and that pressure valve that we talk about that happens when you just do a brain dump and you just let it all mm -hmm. out. But... What are the consequences? Mm -hmm. Are you really going to change behavior in that person? And sometimes, did that person really deserve it? Right. Our executive producer was sharing a story with us earlier today before we started recording. And I think a lot of people listening, including myself and you too, Cecile, have been in that position before where you sit down at your computer, you let out a rant, you write a letter to somebody, and once you're finished and, and you're done with it, you may just hit backspace and erase the whole thing. Yes. You feel better. You've done, you've achieved what you wanted to do by putting it out there, which yes. is just getting it out of your system. Mm -hmm. And 
it was an audience of one, just mm-hmm. you. Yes, mm-hmm. or maybe to a really close friend, and that's part of the tools that we use uh, when we talk about building em- emotional intelligence, really um, understanding how you feel and finding a, a safe place to, to deal with those emotions. As I said, I, I get angry. I'm a very passionate person. I don't sit idly by the sidelines and Mm -hmm. watch life happen to me or to others. And my sister is really great at that. There are times where I call her and I say, listen, I just need a vent. And she'll put me on speaker and she'll say, go. Mm -hmm. And I let it all out. And then I take a deep breath and she said, you feel better? I said, (laughs) yes, I do. And then we go on. I need to do that. I need to, to release all that energy. But I take responsibility of the thoughts that bring about the emotion that brings anger. I understand if it's passion and if it's something that I really want to change in my life, be it with mm-hmm. another individual or socially, I take action. Yeah. And we've done that with ourselves. I know Cecile and I have had phone calls before where we rant about a situation or about a person. And yes. by the time we hang up the phone, you know, the person hasn't changed, but maybe we have a little bit and we decide, you know what, that's just the way it is. And, and we move on and we do feel a little bit better. And there are times where I have asked you to join me on whatever crusade I was on or whatever mm-hmm. thing I wanted to change. I know the the one that really comes to mind right away is uh, when the hurricane hit Puerto Rico. That's and right. And they didn't have food. They didn't have water. They didn't have electricity. And I, along with all of you, banded together and we put on a, a fundraiser and we didn't know where we were going to start, but we knew where we wanted to end. Mm-hmm. And all of us were feeling this. You're not Puerto Rican. I'm not Puerto Rican. Right. Sean, you're not Puerto Rican. But we're human beings. And at the essence of this is, are we using the best of our humanity when we communicate? Or are we just letting our emotions run away with us? And yes, again, to be emotional, sometimes it's applauded. It's to be passionate. Those are our really good things. Mm-hmm. Except when it has a negative impact on people. And it has a negative impact on you. And here again, we've talked about this in other podcasts. It's about being in touch with your emotions Mm -hmm. to do a little bit of self-reflection as well. And if you do that and you keep that in mind, perhaps you hash it out all in your own brain and and you're done with it. Uh, But you should really take five. You should really think twice before you put something out there because the the ripple effect, the repercussions can really affect you for years to come. Even something that's happened recently where where something that was published years and years ago, especially in election years, for example, even local elections, something you may have said in a commission meeting where there was 10 people in attendance Mm -hmm. suddenly comes back to haunt you. And let's say it was really bad. Let's say what you said was really negative and really wrong based Mm -hmm. on society's norms and in our belief system. When you just cancel somebody out like that, are you really giving somebody the opportunity to change, an opportunity to grow as human beings? And isn't that what we want? Isn't that what we want to afford ourselves? We mm-hmm. want to get, give ourselves the chance to be better people. And we need it is a all or nothing situation when you don't give that person the opportunity to really engage in a dialogue and have the chance to to see it inside themselves to become a better person. We really are creating a tribal society. And that, in my opinion, is not a good thing. And by tribal society, Cecile, what do you mean by that? Well, I'll put it in a real simple way. Mm -hmm. Us versus them. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that there's an us or a them. I believe that it's just us. We're all here to share the planet. We're all here to hopefully live the best life we possibly can, to be afforded the opportunities to to grow and, and be better people. To be human is to make mistakes. So if you do not allow someone the opportunity to make a mistake and then learn from it, learn from Mm -hmm. it, then what are we doing? Then what happens when that's turned on us? 
And I'm not saying this out of fear because, oh my goodness, this is going to be turned on me. So I don't want that coming to me. I mean it from the standpoint of, I don't believe that that's what it means to be a compassionate, empathetic, engaged human being, a contributing member to a society, mm-hmm. even if the society I'm talking about is my family or my office. If we were not allowed to make mistakes, where do we go from there? Right. To make mistakes, to to speak your truth, and at the same time learn from other people and, yes. and perhaps uh, create a dialogue where you yourself Correct. can change your, change your thoughts, right? Correct. Speaking my truth does not entitle me to negate your truth. Mm-hmm. But we have to find a common ground to share the values and the norms, the laws that our society and our country has said, this is the way we behave. This is how we treat each other. That's why when there are laws that are unfair or prejudicial, they should be rooted out. And when people behave Mm -hmm. that way and refuse to change, then they lose their opportunity to continue to, to work at that company, to have the position of power. But that cancel culture of you're out, you're done, you don't even have to have a dialogue. I don't think it's, I mean, it certainly doesn't work for our judicial system, right? You're, mm-hmm. you're innocent until proven guilty. Right. So give that person an opportunity to speak. And you first start by saying, why do I believe this? Why do I want to communicate? What are the ramifications? And am I really engaging in that with that person? Because this matters to be a a society of people that really care about each other, that really want to engage to it with each other, mm-hmm. we have to want to listen to each other. It seems like it goes back to self-reflection. Yes. Once again, back to self-reflection, yeah. And self-awareness mm-hmm. and, and being able to manage relationships. Because again, mm-hmm. when you spew out and, and that's it, the person's over and you're not interested in engaging with that person and, and improving that relationship, then you're not you're not really bringing out the very best of humanity the tools that we have as human beings to understand to dialogue to change each other's opinions i can't tell you how many times my staff and my family and my friends have changed my opinion about how, what i think and how mm-hmm. i react to things and when it comes to the current climate now too cecile is staying quiet on something or or just burying your head in the sand is, is just as detrimental as putting something out there. Yes, it? a great example of that, the NFL, who mm-hmm. had, um, and you'll know this better than I, Juan, the... Um, Colin the, Kaepernick, right? That's right. The fact that the NFL came back and said, we were wrong. They made an about face, yeah. Yes, and if we would have said, oh, no, you don't get to do that. You screwed up, you're done. It robs us of an opportunity to dialogue and grow. But since you said you you recognize you're wrong, we're going to hold you to that. And now we can really ask you for some change, some real meaningful change, because you agreed with the rest of us that that behavior is unacceptable. And we'll see what happens uh, next, Cecile, to see if anybody does hire, a team hires uh, Colin Kaepernick back. I know social media-wise already there is a bit of a campaign that's brewing already to get him Hired. So they were given an yeah. opportunity. Let's see what they do with that. And and that's what we're we wanted to share with our listeners is to to make sure that they bring mindfulness to their social soapbox, to understand the the power of their social capital, the power of their voice, both as an individual, an employee, and a member of society. I think collectively we can really use this forum to be informed and to really connect with each other and bring Mm -hmm. about the changes that 
I think will make us all better. And I think that that's why we we wanted to focus on this, to make sure that we understand the accountability Mm -hmm. and the power that we have in projecting our voice to every corner of the planet. And there is a power in the voice. And we've seen a lot of bedroom activists pop up out of nowhere that have just stood by a belief system or 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 a, or a thought process and suddenly they're they've changed the yeah, world, changed the uh, world. They, they are the the unintended heroes they mm-hmm. are the the people who are your everyday heroes who they didn't think they were doing something heroic like that young girl from from sweden who sailed her boat to bring mm-hmm. aboard about awareness. Greta Thunberg. That's right. To bring about awareness to mm-hmm. to uh, environmental issues. I don't think she woke mm-hmm. up that morning and said, I am going to become right. this famous person. She just had a passion and a concern and maybe even an anger, and she wanted to take action. So I think that for all of us, understanding the power that sits in the palm of our hands with our smartphones or our computers, Mm -hmm. understanding it, taking responsibility for it, and above all, letting it guide you to become a better human being. So I think one thing we can all agree on is that this uh, social soapbox is here to stay. So Cecile, how best can we use it for good so it's not always seeming so hostile, but instead productive? Stop and think about it. Mm-hmm. Stop and think about why am I feeling this way? What actions do I want to have happen? And what is the cost to me personally and also to the um, the movement that you're trying to amplify? If I just run off at the top of my head, what are those consequences and what is the cost? Am I really also speaking from the very best of, of mm-hmm. my humanity to, to affect change? And above all, stop and question what you're, the information that it's coming at you, the truth and the validity mm-hmm. of that information, and the opinion that I'm creating around it. Uh, Leonardo da Vinci, a great Renaissance man and a great thinker, once mm-hmm. wrote that the greatest deception man suffers is their own opinion. So before you go off on your own opinion, stop and understand the truth of that opinion, the consequences to others and to the, and to the movement that you're supporting, and are you really trying to bring about positive change? And while it's not Leonardo da Vinci, Cecile, this one comes from Stan Lee, uh, the man who created the Spider-Man comics. And uh, it's best known as the uh, Peter Parker principle, which is with great power comes great responsibility. That's right. And I think what we explore today is that the social soapbox Mm -hmm. and the uh, cancel culture Mm -hmm. gives every single individual great power great power mm-hmm. to amplify mm-hmm. what you're thinking, the change you want to see in the world. And so because of that, you have to take personal responsibility. You have to understand the impact it's going to make. Right. And we, as always, recommend that you do it from a point of the best of humanity that sits within all of us. And that's why it matters. Find the best in you. And that'll bring us to the end of yet another podcast. Thanks so much for listening to Ends With Z. We'll be back next week with another episode. In the meantime, make sure to subscribe at www.endswithz.com to get the latest updates from us. Email us with questions or show suggestions. We'll be happy to hear from you. Also, follow us on Instagram for tips and insight as well. Until next week, for Cecile Munoz and executive producer Sean Moe, I'm Juan Fernandez. Have a great day because above all else, you matter.